Colin's mind can wander and at times he struggles to stick to the task at hand. That was a comment my school report was no stranger to growing up. And here we are, two months since an impromptu hiatus in November. So sorry. It's been a busy old time, but we're back on track with more episodes to take series two to a close. And if you're wondering, who is this tardy individual? What the pizza crumb am I listening to? I'm Colin, the tardy individual, and you're listening to Dishing It, a food podcast all about the Scottish food scene. On today's episode, I'm picking the brains of Greg Christie, the avid runner with a nose for sniffing out the best beers to drink from around Scotland and the globe, through his blog, Greg Drinks Beer. Believe it or not, despite being almost four months since recording, the content in this episode is surprisingly still relevant. We talk about Brewdog, the recent BBC Disclosure documentary is well worth a watch, and even Scream, tying very nicely into the film's fifth release. Anyway, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here's the episode, and I'll catch you at the end. The beer fridge finally has time to stabilise in temperature as I steal Greg for a chat about all things beer and food on this episode of Dishing It. Greg, how are you doing? Hey Colin, yeah, I'm doing really good, thanks. How about you? Doing good, thanks, doing good. Uh, is... th- thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. No worries at all. Had to, had to get you on to hear about all your beer recommendations. Yeah. That stuff. No beer in your hand today? No, I actually don't have many beers in the house actually right now for what? a change. I'm, it's kind of, I'm kind of mid-marathon training, so I'm okay. kind of been limiting my, my beer intake to just when I've got something on, you know, like a night out or something. Or Yeah. Yeah. Very but, responsible. Uh, but don't Very worry, responsible. The, the, the fridge will be stocked up again soon. Good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So I followed you on social media for quite some time now. Um, but for those who maybe don't follow you, what is uh, Greg Who Drinks Beer all about? Um, well, I guess it, it, it kind of really started on started all about beer. Just I like sharing beer. And then kind of as, as it kind of went on, I thought, I, like, I love food. I love travel. I love all sorts of other stuff. And I just thought, yeah, I might as well just evolve it a little bit and just, just share a bit of what I love of everything, you know? Beer goes well with food, you beer when you travel, and it all just kind of, beer's a, beer's a great post-run uh, refreshment, so it all just kind of ties yeah. together nicely. Always seems to be in your hand as well. Yeah. Always there. Definitely, definitely. Great. And you touched on that you you share your beers, and it's beers from all across the world you share. You're always getting all, all cans, all sorts of art designs and stuff. Yeah, and it's always gracing your feed, and you cover food, and you cover running as well, which is always great to see. Where do you think your love for craft beer all started? Um, well, probably where it started with a lot of people, certainly in Scotland, and that's Brewdog. Um, I kind of had to do a bit of a an, an insta deep dive to to figure out when I first started started posting about it, and it was probably back in kind of mid two thousand and fifteen. I think I'd just kind of grown kind of tired of generic big brand laggers, you know, Budweiser or Miller or even Tents to some extent. Brewdog was getting just a little bit more popular in likes of Tesco and just along the road in West Hill Service Station there, they were getting more and more of it in there. So I just kind of thought, right, okay, let's just kind of go for it and just started, you know, picking up a few different bottles every now and again and just trying them and figuring out what I liked. And then just kind of from there, it just kind of spiraled and I learned my tastes and then I started trying different brands and learned what I liked. And yeah, so I mean, I like, I mean, there's a lot of things being said about Brewdog nowadays, but I'll always be kind of grateful for their introduction to craft beer for me. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a lot, a lot of people would say that as well, that it was yeah. then that kind of got them into kind of craft beer and away from the kind of mass brands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely. What, what is your kind of beer taste? What's, what's usual go-to? Probably like a kind of, an IPA, like a New England IPA, 
I've got a real kind of, um, um, I'm really partial to like stouts and uh, porters as well, dark beers, especially in the winter months, they, and they're just kind of really hit the spot. Um, but there's nothing I really don't like. Like I'll, there's always like a sour beer or anything else like that. I'll, I'll, I'll probably like everything, to be honest. Um, there's not really a style of beer that I would say that I don't like, but certainly IPAs, New England IPAs and stouts, probably my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I love a stout. Always oh, a jet just, black just, just like a, Just like a dessert in a glass. It's, just, it's great. It's great. How did you get into blogging? Where did that all start? Um, yeah, so kind of like I said, I'd, I'd kind of been just sharing random pictures of beers on my on my Instagram and then it kind of grew to kind of writing a little bit more about them, kind of what I thought about them. And and then from there, I just thought, right, OK, maybe I want to say a little bit more. So I thought, right, I'll start the blog. I think I started that in about August 2016 and it was pretty, pretty basic back then. Like it wasn't even called Greg Who Drinks Beer. I think it was like GCHB Craft Beer or something. <laughs> and uh, I would just... We'll all go through the names. We'll all go yeah. through the different brand names. I've had yeah. many. <laughs> and it was also a bit of like, I seen, there wasn't really much male people blogging in Aberdeen either. So I thought, oh, there's maybe something I can do here. And so, yeah, I just started kind of doing little reviews and sharing my thoughts on certain breweries or places that I'd been. And yeah, it's, it started... Yeah, it was it was it was quite fun. I enjoyed it, and it just kept going. And then I think maybe come, I think it was maybe about six months later in February the next year, I changed it all to Greg who drinks beer, and that's where it really kicked off. Sorry. And then I think it was maybe about another year later that I started changing it up to include more like food, travel, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's and I've probably neglected the blog a bit lately. Just kind of been focusing on posting on Instagram. It's I've, I've I've had this post that I've had written probably for about six months now that I've never finished. <laughs> it's about like alcohol-free beer that I keep meaning to finish and post. I'll probably get around to it one day. It's one of those things. I think it's so easy to put it off because it's like if you've got to choose between an Instagram post and yeah. a, 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 a written blog, like you're going to choose an Instagram post because it's just yeah. a bit more um, absolutely yeah. But we're I'm exactly the same. Um, and you touched on it there about kind of evolving your Instagram and your um, blog and stuff. And I think that's why people like your blog so much because you started to cover something that didn't really get covered in Aberdeen. Not many people yeah. were speaking about beer. Yeah. And um, now there's a few other kind of beer bloggers out there. But I think at the time it was people were needing that. It, they didn't really know where to look for beer. You're yeah. the kind of gateway into all that sort of stuff. And then obviously said expanding to beer and then you've done stuff like Aberdeen Restaurant Week yeah. and things as well so um, I think it's it's a nice kind of full-rounded beer account but then obviously um, with your food bits as well which as you say ties in really well yeah it's just it's been it's been like really good for me I've been really lucky like you say I've done things like Aberdeen Restaurant Week and you know got to visit certain bar openings or restaurants or whatever so it's yeah it's been it's been great and it doesn't stop there you obviously um you do a lot of film and tv recommendations which i get a lot yeah. of value from on your stories and i'm sure many other people do um what is a movie or a tv series that uh, everyone needs to get watching that's either been released this year or recently yeah yeah totally so i mean that's like try to find something to watch on netflix or whatever it's just the worst so it's like, hard just one day it's really I was hard like, i was like right i'm gonna start kind of making a note of what I watch and kind of doing some recommendations to, to just basically help other people decide what to watch. But yeah, one thing that's came out recently and I just, it only came out a few weeks ago, it's on the Sky or Now TV. It's called The White Lotus. I don't know mm. if you've seen any of the trailers or anything. I've but not. I don't really want to kind of spoil it too much by talking it up because it's, it's just something that I'd wish I knew absolutely nothing about before going into, but it's, it's basically a, 
a bunch of people and they arrive on this like Hawaiian island for a kind of luxury holiday. And um, there's like a murder set up right at the start. And then it flashes back like however many weeks earlier or whatever it was. And then basically, I think there's six episodes. So as the episodes go on, it just kind of kind of just descends into a little bit of madness. Like everyone just goes kind of a bit crazy and then you eventually figure out the story. And it's just, it's quite quite a simple watch. Like, but it's just, I just, like the cast was great. The, the kind of setting was great. It's got this awesome, like kind of jungle tribal soundtrack throughout it, like kind of set in Hawaii. Nice. Yeah, it's just like at the end of each episode, I just couldn't wait to watch the next one. Now TV, but that, that was a hard one because... There's been so much good stuff out uh, lately. And this might be an equally hard question, but what's the worst thing you've watched <laughs> this year? Whoa. There's been that some a, bad stuff out there. That is that is a hard question. You know, I actually can't think off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure I've shared a couple of like one star things on my Instagram. Yeah. You go and have a look, but <laughs> you, you tend not to remember the the so bad the things that are so bad. Yeah, and that, that's what <laughs> Netflix like. Netflix is so good at like when they do a good movie they do a good movie like when they yeah. make it themselves but when they do it badly they can do it really oh yeah badly. There, there can be some trade there stuff there's a lot of i started watching um oh uh, what's it was like the horror th- a trilogy series that they did i can't remember oh, what it was fe- called fe- fear street yeah that's what it was yeah was it not for you i, I actually, I actually no. quite enjoyed them like see the first- i i think i maybe put, i pinned them up too high i was i was hoping for like scream like yeah. vibes like just that sort of like 90s kind of horror slasher film and i was watching it i was just like oh, i don't like this i don't really know what's going i think the first one i quite enjoyed the first one but is it the second and third they got a bit more too supernatural by the third one it was like set in the 1800s or something like that and it was yeah yeah i'm really bad i've got like a 10 minute rule no i've got a 20 minute rule if I'm not sold in 20 minutes and I turn it off. I'm, I'm usually half an hour. If I'm still watching something yeah. after half an hour, even if I don't like it, but I'm still watching it, I'll finish it. But Persevere. You know, it's, it's, it's normally about half an hour. I'll, I'll give something. Yeah. I know, otherwise, you just lose your life, especially on Netflix, yeah. if you fall into a Netflix hole. Definitely. 100%. So to say there's been a craft beer boom over the last few years would be a pretty big understatement because it's been massive. Yeah, um, there's absolutely. so many beers out there and it keeps on growing um, yes. and not just in Scotland. What's your favourite Scottish beer brand that's either it hasn't just popped up or it maybe is a new one? Yeah, so uh, there's one uh, just kind of grew out of Glasgow over maybe the last year and a bit, and they're called Overtone Brewing. Um, I'm sharing them quite often on my, my Instagram, so you've maybe seen them. But um, yeah, they're kind of craft beer fans are, are quite often kind of wanting kind of big, kind of beers that are imported from the US that are quite hard to get and quite expensive to get. I mean, albeit it's, it's getting more easier to do now, but Overtone have come along and they've got, probably because they've got a US, their head brewers from the US, they're making kind of big uh, American heavy style beers, uh, New England IPAs, West Coast IPAs. And they're just, they're absolutely just fantastic on a consistent basis. It's like one brewery that will buy any beer from them. Like, I know it's probably going to be good. Um, that's, that's so yeah, good. They're, they're just they're, they're based in Glasgow. Like, I don't they've got a bar or anything in the moment. They've got like a little industrial unit where they brew their beer. They've got a shop you can go in and buy it. But I mean, hopefully things will pick up for them and they'll get a tap room or something like that because yeah, they're just fantastic. Great. Are they are they like small batch just now? Um... Uh, no, the, I mean the, the, they're making quite a lot. I mean it's getting out all over the place. Like um, like you'll you'll get you'll easily get your hands on it down down in England. You'll get your hands on it anyway in Scotland. Oh, okay. The sell cool. online and. Yeah, 
And special shout out to to Brew Tune as well up in Peterhead, who are probably my favourite northeast brewery. They're again, that's a brewery that I'll probably buy any beer from and and know that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, they're good, and they've just recently opened up their tap room as well. Yeah, um, well, yeah, uh, uh, bottle shop slash tasting room. Bottle shop, Um, that's it. I haven't been up yet. See, um, I'm not. I'm not the expert. Yeah, I don't I, know my I, stuff. <laughs> I, I need to get up to, to Peterhead and check it out. It's just one of those things, like driving all the way up to Peterhead, or exactly. get some, or getting time. somebody to drive me to Peterhead so I can have. There a we go. There we go. The <laughs> truth comes out. Truth comes out. Yeah. Uh, where would you say, in, if it wasn't Bruton, uh, where else would be a great place to go try different beers and, um, like bottle shops and stuff? Like as yeah. you're saying, like beer fans like to get international ones that maybe hard to get, but would, where's a good place say, to go? Cask in Aberdeen is a great place. They, um, down on Sterling Street, they've well, just about every week they've got like 28 different lines of beer on and all sorts of styles, you no know, lagers, IPAs, stouts, sours, everything. And kind of these places, Cask, Brewdog, you can always go in and ask to taste kind of what you want before you, you buy it and they'll give you a little taste. And, and also in Cask, they've got couple of fridges that are well stocked with, with different cans as well so if there's something you don't fancy on the board or you want to take some beers away then you're bound to find something in there and like bottle shop wise i mean hop shop aberdeen west hill service station they're just just great shout it's just, just the best in aberdeen in my opinion just they've got so much beer in there they're taking in like loads of beer on a weekly basis um it's usually like a tuesday or wednesday they get new stock in if you sign up for their newsletter they'll usually send a newsletter out till the new beers and yeah, it's great in there. Do it's it, it's it. crazy there. So yeah. everyone, anyone listening who doesn't know, um, yeah, it's in uh, West Hill Film Station, so it is in a petrol station. Um, but when you go in, they've got like so many beers, like yeah. heaps and heaps and heaps. And it's um, you just wouldn't expect it to be there, but they've got like beers from all over the like Scotland, UK, yeah. and international as well, do they? They've even got two beer taps that you can take away draft beer on. See, it's, it's what mad. a dream! And they, they, fill they up also... your car, fill up your glass. Exactly. Yeah, they do a good job of stocking up like good snacks to have your beer as well See. so that they'll have like um big beefies biltong things like that you know um, got all yeah that's great 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 craft beer and beer in general um can really divide the crowd what would be your words of wisdom to convert anyone who says they're a non-beer lover yeah just honestly just go for it like put any misconceptions or bad experiences you've had just put them out your mind and just keep trying um like even the most stubborn lager drinker can be converted because i mean there's even just lager there's so much good craft lagers out there that's better than your genetic stuff and don't get me wrong i'll still enjoy a pint of tenants all day long absolutely but mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that's just packed full of big flavors um and my dad for example never used to drink any kind of craft beer but now he'll he'll sit and enjoy like a hazy jane or something like that like absolutely no bother um, and like I said, in the last question, you can go to somewhere like Brewdog and Cask, and if you see something on the menu that you're like, mm, I might enjoy that, but I'm not sure, you can ask. We'll give you a taste, and um, if you don't like it, you'd have to bite it, you try something else. Um, okay. I, I remember the very first time I was in Brewdog, and this was probably a, a couple of years before I actually started drinking it. I just remember being in there and trying the beers, and I was just like, nope, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like fast forward a couple of years, and I'm yeah just hooked i think that's good in places that you can get a taster before you get the things there's nothing worse than ordering a pint or something and then literally yeah. like, i cannot stomach this <laughs> but um it is good when you get some of that but yeah i'd, I'd echo that that definitely just try out stuff try different yeah. things and yeah, you'll soon find something yeah a bit like coffee just try yeah. your different coffees yes. and eventually you'll like yeah, coffee absolutely, yeah 
Okay, so beer to one side and let's uh, chat a bit about running. We're both keen runners. You're yeah. definitely more keen than I am. I haven't ran <laughs> in um, like the past few months. And obviously you mentioned that you're training um, for a marathon, which you've ticked many marathons off your list as well. What is uh, that power food that you always eat to keep you going when you're in training mode? Um, yeah, so probably overnight oats. They're probably the must for, for race day for me um, or, yeah. uh, or the morning of a long run. So if I know I've got a big race coming up or if I know it's going to be something longer than, I don't know, longer than maybe 10 miles or something, I'll make up some overnight oats, you know, some oats, protein powder, uh, chia seeds, some oat milk and get some fruit in there. And um, probably my current favorite is actually a recipe that um, Sarah, the ginger chef, put up. Oh, yeah. I was using some sliced peaches in there. And oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just a great it's, idea. It works so well. Um I also like uh, frozen cherries in there as well. They they work really good. They're just such a like a diverse thing that you can you can totally mix up, change up your protein flavor. You don't even have to use protein. You can throw uh, like chopped nuts in there, yogurt, whatever. Yeah, it's great. Um, but if, if I'm it. just kind of getting up and going in the morning, just in a short run, I'll just grab a banana and a drink of water, maybe an espresso or something, and just, just yeah. go for it. Yeah. Just <laughs> turbo out. Just hope yeah. for the best and go for it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and. Uh, you've completed Cyprus Marathon and yeah. uh, NYC Marathon as well. Yeah. What was the like after? Because you know, after you do a run, like all well, I know with me, every time I do a run, all I'm thinking about is food at the end of it. Yeah. Out of those two locations, where was the best meal? Absolutely, absolutely, New York. Um, yeah. We well, I finished the marathon and then I had to walk like I don't know, probably like across the finish line and then I had to walk probably for say maybe a mile or longer after I finished the marathon until I eventually got out of Central Park and then I had to walk through New York to get to the subway, to oh, get the subway back to my hotel. And then after back at the hotel, ordered a pizza, just massive 18-inch pepperoni pizza, some beers, just sat in the bed in my hotel room and just had the, the dream. best meal of my life at that point. God, I hope you, hope you didn't have blisters. Having to no, walk all was, that like I was actually okay, I think. I mean, my leg, don't get me wrong, my legs hurt, but I don't think I had any yeah. blisters. What was your body like the next day? Were you in tatters or were you okay? I think I was okay. And we got up and kind of had breakfast and went for a walk around Central Park. I think I was feeling okay. The first marathon I ran, the Cypress Marathon, it was probably in worse shape the next day. But kind of mm -hmm. New York had probably trained a bit better and knew what to expect. The next one's probably six weeks five five six weeks away and up in Loch Ness oh you do Loch Ness one yeah have you I'm done it before to, no no I'm not. no I was supposed to be running the Berlin Marathon last year but obviously COVID so yeah and then this year I still actually don't know if it's going to go ahead or not um, so I pushed my, my run to next year deferred and decided to go for Loch Ness because I thought if there's going to be one in the UK chances are I'll probably be able to run it without flying anyway yeah. or yeah so that looks like it's definitely got to go ahead so yeah oh well wow. best of luck with that one it's supposed Very to be quite much. hilly i think around about the 19 mile mark there's a hill that i keep on reading about that everyone seems to hate but <laughs> hopefully it's not too bad we'll see you'll be fine you'll be yeah. fine and uh, i have been needing to tick off a marathon off my list for many years and i keep on <laughs> postponing it yeah. and when lockdown happened it was kind of like a Best in disguise. I was like, okay, we'll have to do the marathon this year. That's fine. Yeah. But for anyone who keeps on putting off doing a marathon, what would be your say top three tips for just a good training regime? What What would you recommend? Um, 
Well, yeah, first of all, come up with a come up with a plan and try and stick to it. Get your kit right, like find the right shoes for you, find the right kind of shorts you like, socks, all this stuff really makes a difference, especially when it comes to the running the marathon on the day. If you've got the right kit on that you've trained in and it feels good for your body, then yeah. And lastly, yeah, just I mean, you just need to just need to go for it. If you just like if your your body's telling you no on certain day, I mean, like kind of within certain reason. Even if, if you're hurting a little, just <laughs> not after not after mile mile one. <laughs> oh, um, if, 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 if you're kind of hurting a little, you just kind of need to just get up and just push through the training. I think that's what I've done really well this time round. Um, like previous like training set, um, like re- regimes, I would struggle to do like consecutive days. But this time, there's, there's I find myself running like three days in a row, and even though my legs hurt a little bit, I've just been going for it and keep plodding through. Yeah, and I think this kind of last month especially is probably some of the best best training I've done, I think. So, yeah, just kind of come up with that schedule and just kind of try and stick to it no matter what, unless you're kind of seriously hurt. But, yeah. Yeah, power through. And what would you – I mean, in my head, I'm a planner. Um, but when it comes to running, like, I don't know where to start. Where – what would you ever do? Like, do you, do you build up to doing your 26 miles before you do your big marathon yeah. or do you just do it in blocks of how, um, how yeah. do you do it? kind of just kind of build up so I mean you obviously kind of start quite low I mean I would always do kind of two relatively sh- well I've probably maybe run about four times a week now but to begin with I was probably doing like two to three kind of shortest runs and then one long run at the weekend and just slowly start building that long run up as the weeks go on you know maybe start 10k work your way up towards 10 miles eventually that half marathon and then build from there and this time round I've only went as far as I think it's 20 miles so far okay um i'll potentially a few weeks before i'll maybe kind of creep a little bit above that but normally maybe about three weeks before the marathon you kind of start to taper and work your like slow your training down and kind of start working the miles back down to something a little bit more manageable to kind of kind of preserve your body yeah ah great See, that's my training plan done. I'll do that next time. Um, <laughs> There's got to be all these like professional runners listening to this going, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, he is talking garbage. <laughs> Where's like your uh, top, uh, obviously you're based out in West Hill, but what's like your your main running route? Do you have a set kind of bit or do you uh, just kind of meander and kind of go for it? Yeah, like I do most of my running in West Hill, but it's called West Hill for a reason because there's lots of hills. And yeah. I try not to do much of my long runs here because running up like don't know, I'll, I'll quite often start in west hill running at town like run along the main road yeah. in town and then quite often run what back. is that route like is it is it can, can right. you make it's, it all the way can you yeah, make it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, well yeah. i can i can start in west hill run all the way along the main road down queen's road like kind of down uh down the drive i quite often then from there go right along uh riverside drive past the river i can go down the beach from there uh... and work my way all the way back God, you um, just run from West Hill to Brewdog. <laughs> I actually did that once. They went in for a Have beer and got, and got the bus home. See? Um, Epic. I, I, quite like, I quite like the, the D-side way. Yeah, um, that'd be a good one. Quite often drive in, park at uh, Duthie Park and run. And I've been out to Drumoke and back before. Um, nice. Well, you've convinced me, Greg. I will be doing a marathon at some point. Nice. I did say I would do Loch Ness, but... Yeah, so, you, oh, miss, miss a boat. Can't do that one. You go for it next year. There'll probably, <laughs> there'll probably be loads back on to, to have a crack at. I'll, I'll pick, I'll try pick the flattest one. That's what yeah. I do. Um, do you think uh, running helped you with um, kind of dealing with lockdown and stuff? Was it a good release for you to keep yeah, on doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I actually did a kind of bit of an interview from my work. They had a magazine and they asked about running and yeah, absolutely does. Like if being stuck in the house all day, working from home, um, I found myself running at lunchtime more often. I never really used to do that when I was at work, um, but being at home, it's kind of a little bit more flexible. Mm-hmm. I can go out, have a quick run, jump in the shower, have my lunch, get back to work. And yeah, definitely, definitely helps and kind of being stuck indoors all the time and then kind of just getting out for that long run at the weekend or yeah. It's, definitely it was a, it was, it's a good release yeah absolutely right let's plow right into the food so you've decided to go for starter main dessert for your food escapade around scotland yeah where are you starting off for your starter the yeah. smile on greg's face is quite something yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned at the beginning colin i'm, I'm, I'm a simple man like <laughs> i i appreciate the all the all the fine dining and everything you can do but i just i just like to get in get my hands dirty that that's what <laughs> that's what makes me happy when it comes to food so to begin with exactly. I'm, I'm going to keep it simple with some with some wings and for me i i have honestly never had any better wings in in scotland than from Brewdog. when when they're Good when choice. they're made when they're made to their best i just i just can't get enough of them when yeah. they've got the perfect level of spice they've got a perfect level of like sweetness to them mm-hmm. i could just put away plate after plate and i've, I've done that before on wing wednesday oh <laughs> The, oh, easily done easily yeah. done what would be uh what would be a beer that you would have alongside with the wings that would go, go perfectly with the spice I, I i like i like an ipa when i'm having wings mm-hmm. um so i mean whatever brew dogs got on at the time I'll, I'll i'll try and work through some different ones but yeah i always go for an ipa when i'm having wings nice any 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 sides alongside those wings do you think Starter, um... are you sensible Keep, yeah, try and be sensible. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep some uh, space for the main, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> quite you'll, right. You'll have your blue cheese dip, and I don't know. I'm not sure if they give you celery or not, but um, yeah, there you got go. that as well. Yeah. Great. And uh, where are you off to for your main? So going a little further afield, and probably heading down towards Edinburgh. Um, head to to Severino's, which is somewhere that I only oh, went yeah. recently for the first time this year, and I would be having the grandma. The, it's called the grandma pizza. Oh, nice. And this is it's probably hands down one of the best pizza I've ever eaten. Now, I don't know if you know about the, the grandma style pizza. It's like a, a square cut, thin based pizza, and it's kind of originates from New York. And it's called the grandma pizza because it's in the style of kind of traditional home cooking from Italian housewives. Uh, and I, I, like I only kind of knew this. I don't know if you follow it, but at, at pizza on Instagram. Yes, the, I do the follow best, their the stuff best, is mental. The, the best account on there, but um, they're all yeah. sharing all these different pizzas, and that's how I kind of learned about it. And then when I seen that Severino's had it, I was like, right, I need to try this. Yeah. And honestly, it's I'd probably up with some of the best pizza I've had in New York. Just square pizza, topped with like mozzarella, mounds of like perfectly cooked pepperoni. But the thing that really set it apart for me was it had this like smoked honey drizzle. And it was just too good to that, that next level good. for me. And it just, I I love pizza. Oh, it was just decent. Yeah, I I would have it all the time if I could. Uh, Maybe I mean, pizza pizza is my go-to. Yeah. Oh, I love pizza. I would, any I would day, like, any time, I'm definitely getting that. I would like it if I, if I knew um that a certain brew, uh, certain pizzeria in Aberdeen started making that um grandma style pizza. Day. Yeah, I'd be there every day. I'd love it. <laughs> love it and uh where are you going for your dessert so i'd be i'd be going back in time i'd be rolling back a couple nice. of years and I'd, I'd be reopening melt 
just to have oh, a, just to yes. have another one of those Biscoff milkshakes. Yes. Honestly, yes. it's probably the best milkshake I've ever had. Like I remember Melts the first come up. It's come up a few times where past guests they've they've mentioned melt and I yeah, the first it was time I had great. it and it's just oh, just something else. It's oh, so simple, yeah. but just probably it's probably about ten thousand calories as well. But oh, just, so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. so worth it. Absolutely. I know. I was reminiscing about the sticky toffee pudding that they yeah. did, which was just I've, insane I've never as had well. That, but if, it, oh. if, it's, if it's anything like their their main courses or their desserts, I can imagine it would be. Um, it it was good. Yeah, it was insane. And with all that, what is your go-to drink that you always need to have in your hand? Well, I mean, I, I'm probably not one that drinks cocktails too often, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I love like an espresso martini or an old fashioned or a whiskey sour. Yeah. Other, other than a beer, maybe a whiskey, nice dram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Where's your go-to for getting a cocktail in Aberdeen, do you think? See, I, I don't know, like likes a soul, do good ones, you know, mm-hmm. college bar. I'm not really one for drinking loads of cocktails when I'm out in Aberdeen. I, would, I think they slow you down. I would, I would I tend think. to just head, head, head to a nice bar and have a nice pint and a, and a dram. Somewhere, somewhere like it. the grill. Yeah. Where you can get a bit of both. See, it's always a good, like the grill is like a go to for many yeah. people. Like, I think it's like you see it from the outside, you're like, oh, God, the grill. Yeah, no, and again, inside, it's just lots of whiskeys. I think it's like the, I think it's the place in Aberdeen with the most whiskeys or something, or the top yeah, whiskey bar. It's got some is, sort of yeah, title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've got loads in there. It's, yeah, it's just great. Love it. And I got so distracted by getting your running tips. I forgot to actually ask you a question early on. We were talking about beer, um, but it ties in nicely with this section. Uh, where's your go-to bar to grab a, a good quality beer in Aberdeen? Or have I covered this? Did cask, I ask it? Yeah, cask. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yes, cask. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, it's been a day, Greg. It's been a day. <laughs> I was like, look at it. I, was like, I don't think I asked that, but I did. There we go. I was did, testing. Yeah. Pay attention, everyone. Okay, so obviously with all your running, yeah. the playlist needs to be really good. Uh, what is that song that either gets you in the good zone, gets you in good mindset, or helps you charge through that yeah. run? So my, I've got quite a long and diverse running playlist. It's probably about, imagine. Probably about five, five hours long currently. And it's got everything from like NWA to the Avengers theme tune to Bruce Springsteen, but the oh, the one best. the one the one track that'll kind of get me going and just power through the pain is um, "Sabotage" by the Beastie Boys. I don't know if you know it, but it's just as soon as it starts, you just it gets you in the zone. You kind of get in tune with the the BPM, and I mean at the end of the day, like what's more motivating than someone screaming at you because i mean that's pretty much what the song is <laughs> just, yeah, very true very true is that a sort of song do you like time your footsteps to the song is it like you feel like you're charging along with it yeah 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 ah, just... i love it so that takes us to the end of the um interview greg thank you so much for joining me and with all those running tips food recommendations and I, I need to say you you said you were a man of simple things but i mean that that starter main dessert combo is pretty it's a pretty yeah. bumper one yeah. i was i was worried you were just going to say oh like mcdonald's drive through <laughs> like big mac i was like don't you, please don't please don't but uh no that's great thank you so much for joining me and if anyone sees running through aberdeen with a beer in his hand it's probably training for a marathon <laughs> see a food thing soon probably yeah uh, hopefully hopefully they'll, they'll yeah, fingers yeah fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed Right, catch you soon. See you. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Bye. Apologies to anyone who didn't expect to listen to our running podcast, but 
I wanted running tips. So there we go. Uh, thank you so much to Greg for coming on the podcast and sharing all his beer knowledge with me. Beer is one of these things, I think I know what I like, but I don't really know. I definitely like a stout, I know that, but other things, couldn't tell you. So pretty much I just grab by the can. If it looks good, I'll take it. Thank you to Greg for all his food recommendations. Shout out to Mel again. Mel, you keep on coming up time and time again. Please come back in some way, shape or form. So join me next week for more food chats, food highlights and food dreams as I meet with another guest to talk about food from all across Scotland and whatever their theme is. But until next time, stay safe, eat well and speak soon.